Uh, so we are here, and basically this is the show where we like to take interesting people such as yourselves, run through the story of your life a little bit, and learn what different knowledge nuggets we can extract from the experiences of young Andre. And personally, I like talking to people that are like younger, because y'all be like the passionate people pushing shit forward, and a lot of people that I know are not really in that same place. Um, well, yeah, so personally, myself, I always say this, uh, I'd rather die being a somebody than live being a nobody. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm. Yeah, I know a lot of people that are like more on the, um, I'd rather have a mortgage and stability tip at this point in my life. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Uh, so with that though, um, I like a bit of an opening question to get the ball rolling, which I always love it when it's like the other direction, younger folk. But we do need to know a little bit, where does young Andre start his story? Like, where are you born in this world? Um, well, I'm from Quebec, like Montreal. I'm born in Montreal, but uh, I grew up in Griffo Park or Long Gale, if any of you guys know where that is, Griffo Park. Yeah, we are Montreal, my guy. Well, not all of us. I'm in Montreal. So I'm like, from Long Gale, uh, or like a little area of Griffo Park. Most people from where I live know where it is, but like. You're from Montreal. It's not the most known area, so. Nah, I know Greenfield Park a little bit. I though I do know what you're talking about because most people couldn't point at it on a map. Exactly. Myself like, included. Uh, I but I know St. where St. it is. I usually say St. Lambert because like people mostly they know where St. Lambert is. So I'm like St. Lambert or Long Gale, and then they're like, ah. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So that's where it all comes through. And with that, I do have my little bit of an opening question that I like to ask everyone that take matters kind of where you're at a little bit and it starts, it's a little bit of a story and it starts with my girlfriend and she's like washing the dishes one time. And, uh, basically, um, how it works is, uh, she's got a phone playing and she's got that black eyed piece on the, I got a feeling <laughs> she's vibing, she's dancing and she's like, doing her thing. And I look at her and I'm like, yo, when the fuck did this song become chores music? Because, like, this song in particular is interesting to me because, like, you know, uh, once upon a time I was, like, you know, about 10 years back, you know, in the clubs and whatnot, this song would be, like, the best song of the night. Like, everybody drunk, dancing type shit. It's a party vibe. 10 years goes by. The song doesn't really change at all because it's a song. But we change so much as people. But then now it's dishes music. It's like go to the gym music. It's like it's just moved in its life to be like almost a wedding track or some shit like well, that. Well, like, I feel like it's like that, that happens with all music at some point. Like I feel like the generations change and like the music. Like look, like my parents. My parents are like closer to sixty. Like I'm like my parents. Yeah, hold like, on. We're gonna get to your parents soon. This, we're like halfway through the build up. We're oh, gonna okay, get into okay, that. Okay, okay, my bad. It's all set saying. up, my guy. But yeah, music, the music. It's like. Like what they used to listen to is like they hate rap music. They hate rap music. My parents they played a lot and they're like oh turn it off, turn it off. But like it's like it's because they didn't listen to it. Like it's like generations, music's changed, things, people's opinions. You know what I mean? Facts. Um, uh, so like with that though, because like you're saying, shit changes and kind of yeah. like it got me thinking though a lot too about just the evolution and stuff, right? Like you know, kind of like one of the things that changes is how y'all like music and then we go and just jack that to do dishes to it while y'all partying and shit so like music kind of plays different roles also based on where you're at in life oh, and for then sure. i realized kind of going through interviews and the stories of artists and different things like that most people kind of start their story in that adolescent phase 
you know, and they get their identity, they start writing, they start developing an interest in hip hop or this or that or whenever it may happen. But realistically, like music kind of always around us since like the very beginning of life, like depending on oh, what. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Me too. Uh, I, I started playing. Oh, I'll, I'll well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah, yeah my, bad. <laughs> my bad. It's a little bit more. It's just a token opening question. Um, and then like, yo, cause that context of shit, like it, it's like, it's not really when it starts. Like you're probably born in a hospital and shit music be playing in the room. Like me, I remember being young, yo, my dad's got all these gray boxes and shit. Like I'm five years old. He's got amps and like fucking radios and tape decks, probably wildly uh, more tech and boxes than you had, uh, wires and shit going out to speakers, busting like Led Zeppelin tapes and shit. And then, you know, at nighttime there'd be like fucking MC Mario's club mix busting. Cause that shit was hot for a minute. I don't know if mm -hmm. it's still hot to be honest anyway and then like you know mom's is more on like this whole musical tip and she's got like love songs and other kinds of vibes and all these things kind of like play into this this realm of childhood shit that a lot of people kind of neglect when they tell their stories and stuff so i was hoping though you could run us back to literally being as young as you could remember and walk us through a lot of the musical sounds and realities that existed in your world and what's extra interesting is because you're young Y'all got like the internet and shit by the time you're young. So it's yeah, wildly exactly. different than most people that are on my side watching this. It's like, it's also, it's like a, it's like the internet, like 20 years ago, it's a lot easier to go places now than it was 20 years ago because like all social media and shit. Like, I see like, like hundreds of people blowing up on TikTok every fucking day. You know what I mean? It's just so much more easy. Cause like you have more platforms, more reach, more everything. It's so like anyone can blow up nowadays, I believe. It's like not like it was 20 years ago where you literally had to like build off of a record label or something, you know what I mean? Now you can be an independent artist more and it's like you can make a, like a career off being an independent artist just off of social media. Yeah, that's actually truer now than ever before. Yeah. Actually, I had a conversation today about live shows and social medias and shit. But with that, though, I was hoping, though, if you could tell us more about your young experiences, like what your parents was all about and the, kind of like yeah. the beginning years of you in that sense. Okay, okay. Um, Honestly, I didn't really like pick up. I just I saw when I was younger, I sang a lot. Like I used to sing. I used to love to sing. Um, That's really uh my music. I started doing the guitar. Yeah, but what, your what were your parents bumping? My parents. Oh, sorry. My bad. <laughs> oh, no worries, man. Okay. Um. Honestly, just hip hop, reggae. My parents love Jamaican music. They love Jamaican music. My parents go there a lot. So uh, a lot of reggae, Bob Marley, you know, stuff like that. Um. A lot of hip hop too. A lot of radio stuff. My parents in the sixties, all that stuff too. You know what I mean? So they'd be listening to that kind of vibes. And then when you're young, you like to sing like as a fan of it when you're around or like at that point, used, do you, you want to like actually have like, is that like your dream when you're a kid? No, I didn't. I actually didn't really know what I, when I was actually a kid, I wanted like, I wanted to be an FBI agent. Like, you know, like, but that's like not going to happen. You know, it's kind of unrealistic. <laughs> I didn't really. <laughs> I think it's hilarious that you picked the FBI agent as unrealistic. Like... <laughs> Let's go be a musician. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's i don't know i feel like i feel like i have a better chance of being a musician than like i feel like you have to do like years of like like training and all this like stuff and it's like so many more factors like like it is hard being a musician it's like one of the hardest things to do like be a successful musician but like you know what i'm saying it's like i feel like, like working for like the government's top agency is probably like harder <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. they don't just anyone yeah i definitely like agree with you i just it's one of those things you never think about 
No, because like, I used to watch a lot of movies when I was younger too. I, I used to love movies and I was like, you know, FBI was cool. Guns, you know, they get to shoot people. They were good guys. Hmm. What are some of your favorite movies when you're young? I used to love superhero movies, bro. Spider-Man, all kinds of stuff like that. Superhero movies. Um, basically movies are like heroes and stuff like that. But as I got older, things are pretty good, you know what I mean? Anything that interests me. That's fair. So basically you're running that when you're... Do you have any other hobbies or stuff that you're up to when you're little? Uh, I, when I was growing up, I used to play basketball and hockey. But I stopped that when I got older, like maybe around 19, 18. I still play hockey, but I stopped basketball around uh, 18. That's fair. So, so um, where do you end up going to high school? Uh, I went to Centennial. Uh, Centennial Regional High School. And at what point do you, like... Okay, this is, like... At what point do you start to, like, go from being a place where, like, you know, your parents be, like, bumping music around you to, like, you start to, like, develop some ownership of your interests and start investigating your own musical tastes? Uh, uh maybe when I was, like... Uh, 11, 10, I started doing guitar lessons and I started doing singing lessons at the same time. Okay. Uh, we did that till maybe I was around like 12, 12. Um, then I went to high school and then it's like, I was more focused on sports throughout high school. And I kept to myself more on high school, uh, that level. Uh, but I picked up music, but I didn't keep, like, I didn't like make it known to anyone. You know what I mean? I used to just keep it to myself and stuff. Cause like. I love to talk to people, but I didn't like to give too much information about myself, if you know what I'm saying. Information, excuse me. Right. Um, and when you were, like, younger, those, those, because this is all about you. <laughs> um, when, like, how did you find music? Like, how did you physically go out there and stay up to date with what new music is coming? And how did you navigate those worlds as a little one? Honestly, I used to go on, I was always, like, because, you know, like, my generation is, like, the generation of technology, I'd say. Yeah, that's so, why I'm leading you back um, there. Yeah, I was, like... I had like a phone at like, or not an iPod, I had an iPod on a phone. I had an iPod at like nine years old or something. So like, I was like, YouTube was just starting up, but like, I used like to go the apps iPod, like the one with yeah, all that. Like, like, the, like, the, like the original iPod. <laughs> no, the original iPod. Not the original know. one, but like, you know, the one where it's like, um, yeah. it's like, it's like the first, like, uh, like a screen. Like, a, like yeah, it looks like an iPhone, but it was not yeah, an iPhone. Exactly. 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 I couldn't explain. There you go. Okay. So you have that shit at nine. Yeah. That's like untethered access to the internet and shit at nine years old. Yeah, honestly, yeah. That's wild. What do nine-year-olds do on the internet? I don't honestly, think anyone yeah. knows the answer to that question in my age group. <laughs> honestly, I just used to go on YouTube and watch like these stupid-ass videos. And uh, what do you call it? Games, because like, it's a nine-year-old, right? Like, my, like, I'm not thinking that much. It's just an iPod. Like, I use it for fun. Yeah, no, that's wild. So yeah. it's just innocent shit. But, um... So you're not like scoping out music or anything. You're just like watching goofy whatevers. But like, I guess you have access to like the entire. No, no, I started listening like obviously because like, I always was interested in music. Um, even like when I was younger, I I just kept it to myself and stuff like that. Because like a lot of people, especially in school, they're like, yo, if you want to be like, say, I, I personally, I wouldn't consider myself a, a, I'm a rapper, but not like a full-time rapper i do more like i do all like a few genres you know what i'm trying to say i wouldn't like specifically say that but like if you tell people that especially when i was younger they probably like laugh at you they're like yo it's not gonna happen you know what i mean it's like it's like one out of a billion so i kept it to myself growing up say a word so you just kind of worked on your craft low-key to avoid having people discourage you from actually pursuing it yeah like i i got sick like, like three years ago i started thinking i was like yo i have some pretty good bars i was like maybe i should like 
do something with this. So I was like, I don't like my friends. They tell me like, yo, you can like, you have some hot bars, bro. Like some serious shit. Like maybe you give it a shot. I was, and I kept thinking about it. And then the pandemic like happened and you know. So up until that point, right? Like you're just doing it low key focused on sports and you're not really showing a lot of people that you actually do this. Yeah. I was focused on my sports and my schooling. Uh, I'm in college at the moment. Fair. What are you studying? I'm just studying general social sciences. Excuse me. I'm going to be trying to go into university soon. I have like uh, another semester at uh, Champlain College. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's dope. So what makes you like, okay, so you like, you, your boys are telling you have hot bars and whatnot. COVID kicks in and that's like the catalyst for you to like really start to like focus well, on like, music? Basically, there was like nothing going on, right? Because we're all locked in our house. So basically all day I would just write practice right practice right practice and it's like i just got i was like why am i practicing if i'm not gonna go in the studio and record you know what i mean like so i said fuck it why not give it a shot and then i went and then like i recorded this hot verse with someone i knew and he's like yo this is are you sure this is your first time on like he said he literally said this to me he's like are you sure this is your first time using like going on to record he's like because you were way better than me the first time he's like you have a nice flow and everything and i was like oh for real and i was like and then basically ever since that day uh shout out to my producer miguel uh miguel hubert Miguel, bye. Excuse me, my bad. Um, yeah. That's about where'd it. You, where did you go record? Uh, I go record in St. Hubert because uh, I know my boy. Like I said, Miguel, Miguel, bye. He's a chill guy. Give me a, makes a really good producer. I'll give it to him. Really good producer, I'd say. Probably uh, up there in Quebec right now, I'd say. Well, like, you know, it's not like, like big time. No, fair enough. There's a, lot, there's a lot of people here, but it's always interesting to like, you know, because like, Take Greenfield Park as an example. Um, I found out about Duskad, and Duskad kind of unlocked like this whole little world for me of what's happening in Greenfield Park, and like it's honestly just got like its own little bubbling scene that's like adjacent oh, yeah. to Montreal. Like it's better branding to call it Montreal for the sake of Google, but yeah, like yeah. in general, it's like yo, say where Greenfield Park has some shit popping off right now. I'm like I don't actually know how much the live elements are, but there seems to be like this ecosystem of artists that are just bubbling there that like, you know, we don't well, probably think a lot about cause we Montreal. Uh, I think you did an interview with some artists. I liked his music. Uh, I don't really know him personally. Uh, I think his name's Grizzly something Grizzly. Guess like, he... Tizzy Fields. Yeah. 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 Sorry. My bad. I like his music. I know he's from before part two or something. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I like his And then, um, yeah, there's a few of them. There's mannequin hotel guys from around there. There's, there's a few of these dudes that seem to be popping off. Um, and from what I've been told, there's more than I obviously know of. Because if you know of, like, five, there's a lot more people doing it. That you oh, for sure. There's a few artists I know of here, too. Um, it's, like, it's hard, though, here. Because, like, it's like you said, we don't have the appeal of Montreal. It's, like, we have to try to, like, go into Montreal and to, like, make our name known in Montreal. But I consider Montreal my city, you know what I mean? Like, rather move apart, but I don't say, I say MTL, as I say I'm from. Yeah, I'm with that. Um, to be fair, even living here, right? Like, I'm an NDG. There's not a lot happening in NDG. I got to go probably just as far of a travel distance and time as you do to go make something happen. Because the exactly. city's kind of like... Like, big cities are weird like that. They're cool, but they're so big. There's so much that it's hard to cut through the noise in a lot of ways. Where, I don't know. I don't know about but Greenfield Parks, like, like actual live scene geography. I feel like it's probably have to come to Montreal, but... I think it's like a nice little area here. It's like nice little suburb area, you know. Grew up here. It was nice. All my friends are from here. It's a beautiful place here to live here. Nice little place to live. That's fair. 
Um, so like when it comes to music, right? Like what kind of stuff inspires you when you get into it? Like who are some of the people like you grew up thinking are like, these are the dopest motherfuckers. Oh, honestly, I grew up on that old school stuff. A lot of people, my generation, they grew up on like rappers that grew up in like, uh, grew up in like 2010, 2011. Me, I like, it was like, I used to listen to like Biggie, Warren G, Nas, Big L, you know what I mean? Like all these like lyricists and like with flows and shit, Tupac to an example too. I used to listen to all these like lyrical artists from the nineties and stuff like that. Some even in the early two thousands, Big Joe, Fat Joe, you know what I mean? All these artists. And honestly, they gave me like a perception of like how like a flow, like a lot of people I realized when it comes to music, they don't have that flow when they're rapping. It's just like, they're saying it, but they don't like, doesn't sound as clean. You know what I mean? Like a Biggie Smalls type of flow. Like he had, honestly, in my opinion, Biggie had the nastiest flow out there. Okay, define flow. Like, break that down for the people who may not get it. Um, like you can say something. Like, you can rap in a mic, let's say this, right? But if you don't have the flow, like, your voice, it doesn't flow properly. It doesn't sound, like, smooth or, like, it doesn't go with the beat. Like, it doesn't work. Like, I know people who are, like, their lyricists. Like, they probably get, like, better bars than me, but they don't have a flow like me. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm. It's, like, it's really, it really, it's, like, it's... It's something like you, I don't, I, I believe it's not everyone has, like you can, that's what I believe, you can be a lyrical, you can be a lyricist, that's, that's one good thing, you can be a lyricist, but you cannot have the flow, I, I think I'm very lucky with that, that I come, like lyrics come to me naturally, I can make bars like this, but like as well, I could flow, I just need to be like, you know, in my zone and stuff like that, in the mood. Yeah. Music is all about, the, it's all about emotions and relations, I find, at the end of the day, you're not going to listen to someone's music you can't relate to at all. Like everyone listens to music for relation in my my personal opinion, except like if you're missing listening to like a hype track, you know what I mean? That might just be a hype, but like music is mostly relation where people how can relate to the person's story or what they're saying in that song. Yeah, I definitely understand where you're coming from in a lot of ways with that, especially with the flow. Um, I feel like it's like an internal debate in my life, uh, just in the nature of it, because like flows weird also content is an interesting subject where effectively i find y'all are a lot more invested in relatability whereas i feel like other generations are more impressed by grandiosity and that's like a super interesting shift where it's like i don't know like i guess what y'all define as cool is is a little bit different um so it's creating like a different dynamic with it however I do think you're right about the flow perspective. And I think that's what's most interesting about what you brought up with regards to the people is you picked a bunch of dudes with tricky flows and are like, yeah, that shit was cleanly delivered. Y'all ain't doing it right. And I appreciated that. Because <clears throat> like, like you, you, this guy sends me his, hits me up on Insta and sends me this little seven pack of little <laughs> fucking one minute video things he's got. And I, I was impressed by the versatility of the flows. That was, I was like, say a word. Like this guy's yeah. got flow. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. You talking about me, right? Yeah, you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Yeah, yeah. Like I, don't I tried... know that many people that actually sent me a seven pack on Instagram without a bunch of other shit. So that no, that like was, it, I don't know, cool, man. You just gotta. I just said fucking. Might as well give it a shot, right? Like. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I thought the flows were like versatile and like there is something to like the technique that you bring to the table, like. As far as the content goes, I'm like, that was also versatile. Like, it's almost like you created, now that was too, honestly, the fact that you sent me that Instagram post was super interesting to me. 
because it's like that's a demo you created a seven little snippet demo it's not even eight minutes it showcases a bunch of shit and i'm like left with a huh why the fuck did i never think of doing that you know like or i'm sure other people may have thought it i never did and i'm like damn that's a really like, good use of day, instagram <laughs> at the end of the day i feel like it's like if you can show what you can do more, you can relate. Like I said, you can relate to more people. You can switch. If you like, not everyone's gonna put a certain flow. Is what I'm trying to say. Like I have some songs with people. Some people they don't like vibe to it as much, and that's completely. But then another group will say, "Yo, this is your hottest song." This is. It's all about relation at the end of the day. In my opinion. What do you relate to the most? Honestly, it depends on my emotions. To be honest with you, it really depends on my emotions. Like I, everything I've said, like I say this personally, everything I preach, I believe in. Like everything I say that I rap about, I hundred percent believe in, or like sing about too as well. I believe in this. I don't just say it to say it. Like some people like cap. Everything I'm saying, I hundred percent mean, and I hundred percent believe is gonna happen. I believe that you look me like <clears throat> dead ass in the eye with the most serious look ever. I appreciate you. <laughs> no, this is fun. I fucks with you. Um, appreciate that. I'm also super curious because I don't talk. You're 20, I think. One of your tracks yeah. said you're 20, and they, yeah. you've been rapping for three years or something. I was like, fair well, I, like, started, like, yeah, on the low. Like, I don't. It's like basically it's been about a year now around. I've like been putting stuff or like just started putting stuff up. So I guess what's really interesting for me, and I'm hoping that all the other old cats watching this, is, is that you're like the actual Gen Z rapper, dude like the real yeah. ones and y'all are like the fresh blood coming into the game so in a sense it's like what does young andre even care about <laughs> like what is important to a young andre in this game that is interesting honestly, to me. honestly a lot of people might laugh when i say this like i want to be the first one to like i say this like i said this in one of my bars i want to be what drake was to the six i want to put mtl in the mix no one really here has like really like like there's a few guys that like they have like their they're coming up like K-Bands and um, Mike Chabot, all these other artists, right? But there's no one that really like, a, no, there's not like a well-known, like a Drake or something from Montreal. You know what I'm trying to say? I, that's what I'm trying to be to Montreal. And like some people might laugh at me, but like I personally believe that the only limitations that you set are the ones that like, you know, the ones you set. You can do anything if you put your mind to it. Yeah. Um, there are also so many more factors involved, you know? Nah, I hear you. Um... A lot of people want to be the Drake of Montreal, so I definitely know that that's a, it's not a laugh. Like, I don't thing. want to be like Drake. I want to be my, my own person, but like, no, I, the, the metaphor is apt. Every city gets their like mascot, like J. Cole for North Carolina right now. Like you can exactly. pick a city and like put a person next to it for a minute. It's that King of perspective, you know? Exactly. So, when people think so, of Montreal, I want them to think, when they think of, like when they think of rap and music in Montreal, I want them to think of young Andre. I fucks with that energy. Definitely have a lot of competition in the city for hungry people oh, going for, for that sure. shit. But that's for healthy. Sure. sure, but I ain't gotta back down. I want it to competition. I don't want. I don't. I don't settle anything for my best. And uh, I, if anyone the competition gonna get better, then let it be. Yeah, I want the competition. Let's get it hard. Do you know a lot of people in the game? Uh, I know Coffee K. Um, he's a bigger artist in Montreal. Uh, he's he's from Long Island with myself. I have a song with him on my mixtape. Uh, he has like uh, fifty thousand monthly listeners on Spotify. Pretty okay. big. He has like a few songs with over a million uh, streams. It's coming up. Uh, I feel like he has some potential. He's pretty good. Uh, 
I said you had named some bigger some bigger artists from Montreal that are like somewhat on the come up. Mike Shab, K Bands. Right. I don't know them personally, but I know their music. You know what I mean? I've heard it. But I know Kaki K a little bit personally. He's a chill guy. Track with him recording this too. I might have another song coming with him soon. You know. Fair. So you're like mad new to the game type thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm new. I have no, 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 no interior connections. I'm actually looking for some artists that if they're willing to, uh, you know, work together, we could work together. Yeah, there's a... How many, artists, I, do you, how many artists do you think are in Montreal? I'm curious. Well, I believe, like, it depends. Like, what do you mean? Like, little artists or, like, big-time artists or, like, average artists? Like, you know what I mean? Well, we've established that, let's say, there's tiers to it, but, like, we don't necessarily have that elite tier. So, pretty much, most people are at varying degrees of independentry with a few people bubbling a little I think high. there's, like, maybe, like, eight to ten in, like, the top, the topest tier we have. Not the top, top, but, you know, a tier that we yeah. have. And then I'd say, like, maybe, like, 200 to 300 people, they have, like, I'd say maybe they're, like, mediocre tier. And then we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of artists that are like a little good, but don't make them they don't make a lot of noise. And then we have some artists that I, you know. So what would a number be to encompass that entire spectrum of shit? I do like the way you broke that down. That was an interesting uh, breakdown. Uh, like what do you mean? Like I'm sorry, I'm trying to understand. Like just to put an actual quantifiable, how many people make up each of these tiers? So the first one's clear. It's like oh, there's 10, a, 200, 300. There's a lot. There's a lot of people who make music in Montreal. A lot of young people I know. It's like, I think, like, it's just a joke with a lot of, like, on things. I remember there's a joke. In Montreal, they say, like, guys, like, my generation, it's either everyone, you either played hockey or you're, like, a rapper. And there's a lot of people that, like, I, I, I know that, like, I've tried rapping. But a lot of people they just give up on it because they don't think they don't think like they expect it to happen overnight and that's the thing if you like i believe this strongly my dad always told me this if you want something like my dad instilled this to me as a child he said no one's gonna hand you shit in this world if you want it you have to go fucking get it it's like if, if you want something go get it by the throat or someone will fucking push you and go get it respect i appreciate that it's facts um no i'm curious about it personally because like i feel like there's a perspective issue sometimes in montreal where like there are thousands of people actively pursuing it in that like between yeah, the, exactly. like, actually good and not making noise tier and mediocre tier yeah it's a lot i would i would say it's a lot higher actually between those the, the third bottom tier i don't know it's hard to measure there's mm -hmm. a lot of people that they try it out and like there's a lot of french i'm not gonna be rude, like a lot of french people that they try to do english music and it's like i'm not trying to be rude but like you gotta stick up to your, you're gonna stick to your own language man it's just it doesn't sound natural it just sounds bizarre and weird because i hear your accent while i'm rapping like it's like not to be some people it works like the, like the guy uh coffee k i mentioned uh, he's french but he's he has like the flow and the voice to make make it sound like he's legit english i could barely tell in his songs that he's a francophone you know what i mean i can't I even that say matters i think it does because a lot of people if you can it depends how you interpret it like i said it's like if you if you cannot like hide the hide the accent, because some people have accents when they talk, if you can hide the accent and make it sound, because at the end of the day, Quebec, you're not gonna. If you want to make English music, it's like you ha you you have to or not. Sorry, if you're gonna be like well, here, we have French music and English music, right? But if you're just a French artist, you're not gonna go anywhere outside of Montreal, because most of the rest of the place is English music. But as an artist who's English, it's like you've more. Well, I got the Quebec circuit and the France circuit, but exactly. But, but like they're not gonna like. There's only like a limitation. English artists, it's more like 
you can you it's harder to blow up because there's more competition around the world. But I feel like here there's a lot like angle like French rappers that they like sound very weird kind of when they rap because you hear the accent and it doesn't sound good. In my opinion. I'm not trying to like call anyone out. Uh, again, I think it's all interesting stuff. Like the idea is we need more people to be honest about how they feel. And the truth is, I don't think a lot of people in my age do, do the Facebook be up to date with what young people give a shit about that's why i emphasize it a lot for me it's always a pleasure to talk to people that have such wildly different perspectives or experiences than i do and like yo i'm in the game in my 30s it's a whole different vibe than what y'all are going through oh yeah yeah for sure for sure i'm just well a lot of things a lot of challenges you know what i mean but and one thing i fucking hate it's people that the amount of like i don't i use autotune a bit but some people they overdo the autotune. I cannot stand when people sound like you sound like a robot on your songs. I cannot stand that. I'm like, man, you gotta like you gotta have some kind of skill. You can't just go on the mic and expect the mic to fix everything for you. I'm gonna like, actually. I, I want to clip this just so I can take like your face and show it to some old people and be like, you ain't alone, my guys. <laughs> no, because like it does. It does help a lot. Artists like Tory Lane's career when he started off his career, he built it off autotune. I completely understand it. It has its benefits. It really does. But when you're using it to the point where it doesn't even sound like, it doesn't sound natural. It doesn't sound like someone's singing. It sounds robotic. It's like stop. Like you have to. You have to. Like I said, this is where the flow comes into place. You can. You can make music, but not have a good flow. It's like if you don't have a good flow, it doesn't matter how good the auto tune is. It's not gonna fix it. Facts. I'm. I'm actually with you. Um, I talk to a lot of people of varying degrees or whatever. And I think that consistently one of the, the main things that I've learned from producers, because uh, the beat maker producer types are wildly interesting versus the artists. They agree with you entirely. It is all about the flow. And um, being in the pocket and being tight is like more important than like maybe saying really, you know, people like wildly syllable stuff and do some other stuff where like i'm yo when i started i was super guilty of a lot of this shit like you just you get into like writing and then yeah. like there's a difference between writing good bars and making good songs exactly exactly i know people that they have they're literally like they can write harder bars than me and like they can like some serious like shit they could probably sell for some good ass like money like to people but i'm like you just, you just can't like you can't like you don't have the flow it doesn't and some people, I, I realize that like, some people when they smoke, it comes out like I really like myself. I cannot rap if I'm not high. I'm not gonna lie with you. Say a word. It's like, I just I feel like it's just like I'm the only one there when I'm high. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Um, my relationship with weed has evolved since then, but I very much empathize with that. I used to get real stoned, got locked in my fucking world back when it hit like that, and write, and like fucking exactly. get into it and just get lost in it and performing is a little different um you gotta oh, yeah. like, be a little cognizant of how high you get performing because getting too high or too drunk you fuck up a little too much but with the it's right balance nice. it's magical exactly, exactly. Well, you if, you, if you drink too much you're gonna start sloshing your words you get too high you're gonna forget your words <laughs> yeah well or like get paranoid because a lot of oh, lights yeah. and shit yeah that was like, true that's true when i was younger and shit i used to wonder why everyone wears sunglasses now i get why everyone wears fucking sunglasses because like there's a lot of lights in your face in your life 
Like, just a lot of it. It's hard to be high with lights in your face. I appreciate you coming through, man. You're my first I'm trying to change my Saturday time slot person because I was tired of doing it in the evening and not being able to do stuff. Well, yeah, because uh, it's like it takes your day up kind of. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. It was good for chores. So, like, it was like chores. But then it's like the world's opening again. Real life is happening again. So it's like, oh, say a word. Shit might be going down Saturday nights. So I appreciate you being the first one on this time slot. Um, no problem, bro. It helps me a lot. Uh, I get to do some homework after. <laughs> you know. Man, homework. Fuck me. Homework's a fun word. I guess not. I fucking fun. hate homework. <laughs> fucking hate homework. <laughs> it's honestly, it might not be like the funnest, but it's good discipline habits. On the real. Oh yeah, well I personally believe like life is priorities. It's like how like if you prioritize things, like m me a lot of people that like, don't understand like my my like I feel like shit sometimes when I wake up, but I still do my things. Like like this week I had a like for like three days in a row. Me I work out like six six to five days a week. But, like re word. regardless to what happens, I'm always going to put my priorities things. I always find the time to wrap at the end of the night. I always find time to work out. I always have time to do my homework and I always have time to go to try to get a few hours in at work. It's all about priorities. If you prioritize things, regardless of your schedule, if you prioritize and make the effort, you will go things, but it's all about priorities at the end of the day. If you don't prioritize something, you'll never go anywhere. That's why I always like, I try to wrap a bit at night because if I don't prioritize, how am I going to get better? Like I said, nothing you don't like. It's all about work ethic. Yeah. It's the facts of life, man. And I mean that. I mean, it's literally all about prioritization. Yeah, the fact that you're even saying that shit's wild. Like, yo, they'd give, like, entire lunch and learns at my workplace to teach people about, like, project management and prioritization. Like, it's, like, a oh, yeah. huge focus to, like, get old people on board with that shit. There's a lot of people, they don't prioritize, like, they don't prioritize either their body, their sleep schedule, or something, other things, you know what I mean? It's, like, it those are... Like is like health mad cool with your age group are y'all like a lot of y'all on this shit or is it like you're just like really focused and dedicated well personally i used to be really like a twig when i was like uh maybe when i was like 16 17. so I, like a lot of people used to like push me around a bit so i was kind of tired of that shit, and then i started beefing up so that wouldn't happen and i just enjoyed working out after a while it's like so i just enjoyed doing it every day my body was getting nicer so i was like What's he gonna do an hour and a half of my day or two hours? What's he gonna do? I'm gonna be going home playing at video games or something or doing a bong rip or something, you know what I mean? Like something that's not gonna, it's gonna waste my time when I could just go do it for an hour and a half, get it over with, and then bam, enjoy the rest of my day. Or do something else, you know what I mean? Say a word. That's like a huge level of commitment, and I respect that shit. Yeah, that's what young people be doing, everyone out there watching this. When you, because you're gonna get to your 30s and you're gonna be like an hour and a half a day, motherfucker. You know, it's a, a completely different vibe. Um, but I, I actually, I'm learning how to fit fucking health shit into my life. I'm just not in shape enough to go an hour and a half yet. I'm building the stamina. Good. Is that? Still, my lungs. I need oh, my lungs, man. I'm starting hockey soon. All oh, my lungs are gonna be awful. Yeah. Um learning how to be more healthy because it's like yo i'm not important that means that when you do hit a stage though like do you dance is dancing important to you well like i do it like for fun but like i don't like you know dance because like i don't know i just never been comfortable doing it but like i do it when like no one's around i'm not the type of person that dance in front of other people but i'm like more, i keep to myself like around people depends like unless my close friends it also depends on my mood like some people 
Oh, oh my bad. I left the thing, I think. Oh, there's mine. Cool. It's like I'm more like talkative around and I'll be like open as like crazy, but like some people I'll just like I'll be like low key about them. Like I don't know. It's like, a little bit of trust issues. I'm like at first I'm like like I don't know your intentions are they good or bad and we're, like if I know your intentions are good it's like I'm just gonna open up and like you know do some like joking stuff like that all kinds of stuff. You know? Yeah, I respect that a lot though. That's a that's a huge time knowledge nugget. Actually, it's a good way to be, especially in a world where you can't always tell people's intentions. Oh, yeah, I've realized. With it. I've realized a lot of this. A lot of people they'll fuck you over and they get a chance to. So like, like all much behind your back. They'll 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 fuck you over for any instance, man. I've ever realized that people I thought would never fuck me over fucked me over, and I'm like, ah, whatever. Gotta be careful. Yeah. I I realized why every rapper has songs about haters and not liking people. <laughs> I'm like, cause it's part of an experience. But it's not just rappers. It's like just kind of life. In, in, oh, in, no, I've had some people that hate on me, but like, it's like if you like, I don't really care. You can hate on my music all you want. It's just like, unfollow me, unadd un me. I don't really care. You know, what I'm trying to say like, your negative comment isn't gonna do anything to me. It's not gonna break, change my like my day or my life. Like, oh wow, someone. Nah, is I mean, I don't mean to hate. I mean like, sometimes you have real life shit where you're like, oh, say a word. That's complicated than I thought it would be. Okay, okay, okay. I understand. I understand what you're saying. Okay. I feel like everybody ends up with stories like that these days. Like pretty much every human I know, it's wild. Like it's this stuff I think about a little bit more as time goes on and I meet more people. Um, but yeah, have you performed? Have you done shows? I have not. I'm actually looking to do one, but there's no, no one's contacted me. I've reached out to multiple places. They just, I don't know. I guess they don't see the potential in me right away. I have yeah, to prove that. Press kit. A press kit, uh, would that be? I don't really know. That's the shit where our Oh, alright. So a press kit is the it's your resume as an artist, and without a press kit, a lot of people don't take you seriously. I actually have to get my own press kit shit in order because I neglected to do it, and then I realized, well, I can't be sitting there fucking mad at people if I don't have a press kit. But it, you can Google what goes in a press kit after. But effectively, it's like your bio, some links, a couple of pictures, some shit like that, and it's like a package. So when you oh, okay, I think I have some stuff in my, 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 nah, my, my, it's more like a specific thing. You got to Google how to make a press kit after. Trust okay. Trust. Okay. And that's how you like can kind of pitch yourself a little stronger and towards a lot of these places. Cause the thing is, is there are in fact that many things. And unfortunately due to, sorry, that many people in the game I have on a list right now, 200 and change rappers. And I haven't even touched the young people. And those are all active players and those are all anglophones because i don't really track i'm not really that focused on the franchise so like i would argue there's about 2,000 active players in the game right now minimum Speaking oh yeah English. Sure. and all those people are probably looking at the same four festivals <laughs> right well, now. honestly one thing i say i have an advantage over most people who are anglophone is that most of them came up off like my name is leo lego but my uh my my mom's uh Mom's side is basically my mom's grandma or my grandmother is English. So I grew up in Montreal a lot and uh, spoke a lot of English. Like English is my first language. So like people, it's like they have like that French is their first language. And it's no, like I'm saying these Mag, a lot of us be Anglos here. Like I grew up English. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, a lot of us. It's like, I guess more like when you go to the West, when you go more to the West side of the island, it's like. Like the Southwest is pretty English. Uh, yeah. It's like 
easily 350,000 anglophones kind of concentrated the west island to maybe not anglophones but people who are like that's like an area that's heavy english the west island's heavy english uh yeah, there's even a lot in like plateau area shit like there's there's pockets of anglo all around and uh they have produced quite a large number of artists like like there's actually something that i find part of why i'm doing this show now is because i came into the game i may have sounded like you once upon a time felt exactly like you once upon a time and then you kind of realize how many people do <laughs> like just how many people there are that have done like pretty incredible shit like believe it or not there's dudes from ndg by the names of shades of culture and they open for backstreet boys you know That's english rappers their albums yo their albums on spotify right now this shit holds up to this day honestly well, backstreet boys are definitely pulling some kind of views nah because the world of views is not real life so there's this weird like juxtaposition right now of trying to blend the real life world and the internet world into a meaningful thing so like views is a weird one i know how my day job has me looking a little bit into organic versus paid and actual numbers so you gotta keep in mind there are people that can look at all of this shit and basically see the story of how you got your views so like you you have fifty thousand views and the comment ratio not right and not even the comment ratio the comment quality so i'm gonna read a hundred of your comments on your video and i'm gonna know if you paid for those views or not i'm gonna know if those are fans or not like you can do a lot of analyses on people's view counts when you're trying to make decisions a real fan base but what happens is ah. is views does not translate into ticket sales and oh no a huge... just because you have one view of a stream like it's less like someone streams something a thousand times you could have a hundred thousand screen streams and they could be from who knows where when it comes to like actually selling tickets in real life it's a different game entirely yeah for sure well because like well, a lot of people, they're not, like, a lot of people won't buy tickets because, like, oh, why would I want to buy tickets when I have Spotify or something, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, like, especially to go see, like, an, or, like, a not this big artist, like, why would I pay, like, 15 bucks to go see some guy who has, like, 5,000 followers, you know what I mean? This is the big conundrum of life. How? That's where we build a fan bases and it gets, so sometimes what happens is, is some people be mad interesting in real life. All of it. They can sell tickets, but, like, their, their online presence is trash. Cause like a lot of people, a lot of people grew up in an area where you just kept it quiet, right? Like social media was like a weird adaptation. I was like an early adopter, I suppose, of this like fucking, fuck it. I love social media life since like 2010 or some shit. I've been addicted to it. So it is what it is, but not everyone was on board at first. So it's just a lot of people don't have good like social followings, but have sold thousands of mixtapes, but you don't track that. It's just invisible. So the invisible accolades is the wild part. Cause like, I know a lot of people that could get streams, but couldn't sell 20 mixtapes. And then it's like, okay, so which is actually cooler? That's where my brain is at now. It's like, okay, which of these is the more interesting venture? Like it really, it really depends. Cause like, let's say you can, like you, you have like 50,000, like maybe a hundred, let's say you make like a million streams, right? You get like, a, like five, like 50,000 monthly listeners and you can sell like, let's say 20,000 records or something, right? At the end of the day, the twenty thousand records is gonna give you more profit. The hundred thousand yeah. give you more like it might like it might open more views. Like let's say you're looking like depends on what your goal is. Like if you're trying to be into part independent artist, a label. Personally, I don't know what I'm gonna do yet. It all depends like it all depends on how things go. 
like it's obviously if I got like a crazy deal from like a re- like in five years or something, I got a crazy deal from like a record label. It's like, uh, you know, like five, like three million dollars or something. Obviously, like I'm, I'm gonna like have to consult it, see how my like how I'm doing by myself, like in projections in the future. Like I say, is, is this three million dollars gonna fuck me over later? Is it like maybe my value will be going eight million dollars? You know what I mean? Or if you just stay independent, you can make eight million instead of three. It's like all the like big kinds of things, you know. Sorry, if you understand what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, I totally follow that. I feel like it's wildly interesting thinking like that. Um, the value of rappers. A lot of people, like, I like to follow big-time rappers too a bit. Look, like, look, 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 look at Tory Lanez, man. He signed a record label in, like, 20, like, 15 or 14 or something, right? And he literally said how they fucked him over. And, like, and in his, like, his right before he dropped, like, he dropped an album, like, to get off his record label. He literally said they fucked him over because in, like, those four to five years, Tory Lanez skyrocketed skyrocket human from like unknown to everyone knowing him like people playing his songs in the clubs not in canada like everywhere and it's like yes you made like it's like you made like 20 million dollars but you profit you could if you were independent you probably could have made like 100 million and it's like a big deal yeah i'm not even gonna lie i just don't know that tory lanes would have got that push without the label <laughs> I, I i agree with you i agree with you but like like i'm not i'm not i'm personally not sold on tory lanes's logic I'm not saying he's right or wrong. I'm I think he did a smart choice sold. getting out of the record label, though, because like no, now he has that I agree for... with. I also yes. think he made a lot of money on vilifying the label for the sake of whatever he did. Because you know, sometimes people will spin shit. Like it's spin, in my opinion, what he did. Now is he right or wrong? I don't know. Well, but yo, yeah, there's he's... no fucking sicko world and all that. Or not, it's not him. There's no fucking like half the shit happening for him. Um, that's like going on without some push to the degree of it all. Because yo, if you're indie. Now you're responsible for all your social media. You're responsible for all of your booking. And yeah, you can find a team, right? And you can, and that's the hard part though. Cause, but then it's, like, it's have, like you have to convince people that you're actually legit and then you, you see, they, they have to see your goal and your vision as well. So I'm not as convinced that like, um, you know, the beef with Drake, this is from Ismail in the comments. The beef with Drake definitely helped him a lot. But, like, even all of this shit, I'm sure that to a degree, with a, a push that was given to him via this label machine, that he probably would not have been able to do independently. Which, yeah, the catalyst skyrocket thing and what profit over five years, whatever. But now Tory Lanez is being, like, legitimately considered legitimate by the whole world and he can do what he wants. So. That's the thing about labels, and this is really like I guess on my mind today in general because it's uh, just how life plays out. But like, yo, when you're actually trying to run your indie shit, and you start realizing you need a booking agent to spend like fucking twenty hours a week on Google looking for show opportunities, and then you need like a manager to tell you when to show up at shit, and then you but then you gotta come up with the list of fucking blog sites and fucking places to send like yo the list of shit to do is huge and then the label just has it ready to go like that well, yeah, shit, they, i don't know like, man that's some money right there that's worth maybe giving up some shit in the short term for later on long-term games is more i feel you on that like personally i if i had like a label offer me i wouldn't find anything long long term like i maybe a, a couple of years so they could push me like my brand up because once you it's like you like it's like you said before tory lane it's like once you have that brand like i swear most of the time once you have that specific brand of people who are like your followers and your fan base it's like you're set basically because regardless if your music's bad you make if you drop one bad album and you drop like three good ones they're still going to listen and they're still going to put views and money on the table because they're still even if you drop a shit album some people are going to think it's good because they're your followers your fan base 
I also look at it from like relationship points. The label like puts you in rooms with people that you're oh, not, yeah. they can, you're they not getting in those rooms, right? Like it's like that guy, like would you took $500,000 or a fucking lunch with Jay-Z? I mean, the label kind of puts oh. you in a lot of lunch with Jay-Z moments that you're not getting without it. Like think about like some of the top interview peoples or like a breakfast club, like how you get in breakfast club all by yourself. That's some really hard shit. Probably have to be you'd have to like blow up on the internet and then make more hits and then probably get invited there. Hard shit. I'm not saying I'm saying, but that's the trade off, right? You got to find a way to be that relevant that you're competing against the machine because you're actually competing against the machine in that regard. No, I'm, I don't know. This shit's just fascinating to me because of the idea of what Tory Lane said with regards to the labels, and I find it perspective. I like the fact that you're more realistic with your shit stills. Um, with regards to performing though, let's say, do you like practice that shit? Like how did, do you have like a oh, set like, you know, to go? I have, I have, I have this one thing. A lot of people don't know this, but I do a lot of my takes, like my songs on one takes. Like I do the whole thing from start to end. My producer, Miguel, uh, you might can vouch for me on that. I, I'm not, I'm the type of person that I practice my songs to the point where I have the words memorized before I go into the place and I know everything. So I can do songs in one take, like. Like I could literally go and perform right away. Like if I memorize my song beforehand, I could go and perform and know every lyric and just go off, like stay on the beat. Like obviously I probably won't hit every note that I hit in the studio. Cause like, you know, some, some things I did, like I like, I'll do one like long ass take and then I'll be like, okay, this part needs a bit of work or like, you know what I mean? I'll go again and I'll do a little part, but I do a lot of my takes one take. Are you a writer or do you like freestyle too? Uh. Like, I'm not that big. I write, I like to write my music. Me, I, it comes from personal experiences and relations, like I said. I cannot freestyle. And I give it to people who can freestyle. You can legit, like, legit freestyle, like, hard. You have a skill. I'll give that to people. You have a skill, because I don't know many people that can freestyle. And, like, I've been doing this for a long-ass time. Or not long-ass time. Relatively longest long as time relative to your life and shit and I'll give it to you being involved for like three years of pushing it from 17 to 20 is like you're going to be my age and be able to fucking flat out say long ass time and it's longer than my long ass time. Exactly. But um, yeah, I know a lot of freestylers. If you want to actually meet these people, yo, I know a lot I, of freestylers. Like, I'd actually be down. If you have any artists that would be interested in working with me, uh, send me their way or producers. Honestly, anything. it's more like you just got to put yourself in environments where you meet the people that's the facts of the situation there's a lot of people that are like super talented in the city that's the only thing i can say you might be underestimating the talent pool of montreal it's actually wickedly powerfully talented oh no no i know we have some so much so i have some some like artists i told you that are good but they're not like i saw this guy in the internet i was like how the fuck does this guy not have like 30k followers it's like um some i don't remember what his name is but he was like, he had like such a, like a voice, uh, like, it's like one of those voices that like, it's so smooth. And then he just picked up his like a rapping type of flow. And I was like, this guy should have, like, I don't remember exactly who it is. Cause like, not the top of my head right now, but, uh, yeah. No, that's fair. But like, as an example on Tuesdays, I have a zoom where like this, where a bunch of us been freestyling all year on Tuesdays. Like mm -hmm. for myself, I started a park jam shit recently on Sundays in the park with the amp and microphones for motherfuckers to like roll through and like perform and shit via yeah, 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 that, I saw you I saw to like actually meet the people's because it's hard for me to know who the fuck's gonna like anybody <laughs> there's a lot of people right 
and uh, I can just say people exist. I can say what, what else, but then it's like, I realized that a lot of people, like actually Fat Joe, um, this dude, yeah. legend in the city, Don Lennon, otherwise known as Urban Logics, told me the story about Fat Joe one time. Fat Joe would go to everybody's show, with, even if he hated your music, for the sake of the culture, and roll up with like a squad to everybody's show. And Fat Joe never performed to an empty crowd. And the whole city loves Fat Joe, like Fat Joe to this day as a career. And that oh, inspired yeah. me because I didn't go to like shows and shit. He really hasn't like had like a big like album or something that's like for a long time, but everyone still walks his music. I kind of had that Grammy nom recent, but uh, oh, I don't, I, I don't know if he did. I don't like, I don't really follow him as much anymore. I like his old stuff, like when he was younger. But um, basically, he, he still is active though. That's the thing. Like two. Oh yeah, days, well look, he's, he's been around for so long. He's been around for so long, and he's like he's still going on. Like a, a lot of rappers that they, uh, they just end like they stopped. Like they like they hit their peak and then they just they just give up or not give up but like ended it or kind of just said it was enough. Yeah, so I guess part of why I believe Fat Joe is so successful with his longevity was that community element of it. Well, he might have, like a lot, I believe a lot a lot of rappers they don't rap for the passion. Like I do this because I generally enjoy it. Some people they do it for more of how do you say this of, to get like a a, a view of following. They are like. Uh, aspects to like they want something from it like i if, probably find you hundreds of people here that are just in it for the passion and maybe there's a problem here maybe where if i were to diagnose it too many people care about the passionate art side and there's a lack of people caring about the good business beyond the viral chasers like there's not enough like artist artists trying to do business good would be like my analysis of shit most people want to be indie but don't want to do the indie work is another way to look at it but like nah there's a lot of like real artists artists doing crazy passionate music in the city i've like personally got interview after interview with them so like i can't like agree with that testament there's a lot more to it like there's a community vibe that i think is necessary that's why i was bringing it back to that like if you just come to shit where people be at you're gonna meet the people and then you just gotta be like yo check what i do a motherfucker's gonna be like oh say word and that's like way more impactful than like me being like yo check this dude out and that's the thing where i think a lot of us like fail like i wear a suit when i do my shit trust two in the morning behind the bar freestyling and a suit even if it's trash people remember it that's true I just, but people remember you being at shit that's what i came to realize is people remember the stuff you were at more than like a lot of the internet shit i don't think the internet shit's as sticky as like drunk conversations and i don't even drink like that no more but i had a lot of like moments where people are like i remember you from this fucking live thing eight years ago and i'm like really like well, a long time ago yeah but, like they can't remember a fucking facebook post from last year and that's like they saw it they're like they like saw it live they remembered it i understand i understand so yeah it's like that shit that's why i was curious about live because you're like again almost like a if you want to go marketing with like a test case audience there's a lot of y'all that just started rapping this year oh yeah there's the a lot COVID i feel there's a lot of people that came up this year a lot of people and now it's like the migration into real life is like a first because there were some people that like anyone prior to covid had to play that old game and then this covid shit happened and it's like yo honestly there is a large number of internet people that don't have never done live never really tried to engage beyond an internet audience and then i realized yeah a bunch of them can have complete careers like that i'm sure but like how many of y'all are gonna like 
stick around, I suppose, once the real life kicks in and then you start meeting people. And then like the real like, shows and stuff. Like, you, like people don't understand it's like you have to perform legit in front of people. I understand what you're saying. But it's like, like also like meeting people, like actually going to the show and then realizing every one of these motherfuckers is another version of you. Yeah, for sure. They want it, they want it as bad as you. They want it. They'll do anything to get it. Anything to get it's a debatable point. Some people like. It all depends. You know, I know it's not mean, but a lot of people will do a lot of things to get what they want. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. They I mean, want, but. What, it's like, like. I mean, you seem like you do want to work with people, though. Like, you seem like you're super into that. No, no, I, I'm 100%. I want to grow my brand. I want. I, I'm, I'm not trying to, like, I've, I've, I've set realistic goals for myself. You know what I mean? I'm not going to become, like, like i said the top of the city right overnight it's not gonna happen i'm just trying to build my brand slowly climb the ladder slowly i have the song taking on my one of my bars in my song it's taking it step by step climbing the ladder and it's like something like that i don't remember the exact verse but it was like taking it step by step climbing the ladder no i really enjoy your mind i think you have a really interesting perspective i'm a, it's my job to like figure out ways to make you say things <laughs> Um, but really, no, I'm impressed by you as a person. Like, I wasn't sure what to expect from young Andre with two tracks on SoundCloud and some Instagram shit. Honestly. No, I just, like, I'm really, really hyped for my mixtape to drop. It's going to be, like, my first, like, actual, like, like, legit project. Like, I, I spent a lot of time on. And I think a lot of people are going to enjoy it. But, like, it's, uh, it has, like, different, like, it's, like, it's like a genre. It's like there's different like genre or not genres, but like for different people. I have some songs that are like straight starting song bar for bar. Like it's like like a song, like like a rap. And I have some songs where like I sing more or like I use more of my vocals or I relate to more like a like a, a lover boy type of vibe. You know what I mean? Or it's like, exactly. I don't try to like try to change up my flow. And it's like a little. I think it's like I played this whole mixtape is like me playing with my sound a bit me experimenting to find like who am i really as an artist and what like best like i do best and it's like i think it's gonna put me like somewhere it's gonna like take me off a bit or get me known a bit this mixtape yeah i mean i think more your insta shits and your actual marketing mind is gonna help a lot i'm of the mind where it's like the package and the tenacity to do it like say you google dot press kit boom you'll get more show opportunities if you oh i'm gonna do that for sure i might do that i'm gonna do that especially since you told me i was like yeah some live shows but i mean it's like everything in life is kind of like that like when it comes to marketing though because that's the one thing where i think you guys get real different than like my group is for you the internet is probably more a second nature um oh yeah just for me I mean, not the internet, let's say, but modern interneting. Like, did you grow up with Tumblr? No. no you were not a Tumblr one? What did you grow up with as social medias when you were, like, super young or internet websites and shit? Like. Uh, did you have Vine? Yeah, Vine, Facebook. Uh, Fair enough. Um basically i guess it's like i'm trying to like understand the the cultural shifts of like how does one actually market via like instagram or tiktok oh, to I, create these campaigns well, and like run it like i know a, i know a lot of people and a lot of people i'm, I'm like i'm sure it i try to make um personally myself i personally have never tried to fuck anyone over and i try to do my best to like i wouldn't say make the person like 
like me, but no, make the person think I'm like legit, like real. You know what I'm trying to say? Real. I'm always real with people, regardless. I will tell something to. You. I literally will tell if you look stupid. I will say your face. You look fucking stupid. I'll be like, I won't like lie to you just because I'm your friend. I preach on being real, and I, I get like a lot of people to like. A lot of people fuck with me for that, and like uh, I get my post my shit on Instagram. Some people fuck with it. They share it. Um, I have a lot of boyfriends who like my music and shit. They share it. They're like, yo, my guys up next. Uh, my boys up next, and I'm like, yeah. I, I was like, uh, yeah. I promote it. I promote Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Facebook. I use Reddit a bit, um, but it's about it, really. Do you use stories a lot? Stories, like, oh yeah, stories. Instagram stories, Snapchat stories. Um, fair. What about like? other kinds of shit like vlogs and other kinds of content does that interest you it does but i have not posted on a vlog yet it does interest me though i would be interested in doing a, a vlog a blog like all those things too i get like a sorry continue what about something like twitch right because um yeah twitch is a... i enjoy doing this it's like it's gonna help me i'm sure get like my my name up a bit at least you know what i mean yeah, for sure. At least a few more people have heard of you as of today. And as time goes on, this is an archive. It'll be on YouTube, so it's just existing in life. But more like you as a streamer. So why I say that, I started fucking with live music making. Like, not like just performing, but like, well, for one thing, digital performances is an option. Um, I'm not, like, I'm not, like, really a vibe to that. I'm not really vibing. Like, I could, I would do digital performances. Like, I don't feel like it's a vibe. Like, I don't feel like it's the same thing as, like, with real people and stuff. Cause like there's like something you feed off of a crowd's energy even myself like i've never performed but like i've been like concerts and stuff and it's like you hear, i seem like an artist like killy like killy is like one of the most heart i don't know if you know killy he's like an uh like a younger like a like a gen z type of rapper he blew up like a few years ago like he was like i don't know like he has a few songs with like 25 million 30 million you know what i mean he blew up and like this guy had like when he came when i came to montreal and i saw him perform this guy like fed off energy. Everyone was like fucking screaming and shit. Like people were hyped. There was like mosh pits and everything. Like he could feed. He jumped into the crowd. You could tell he was feeding off the energy. And that's why I feel like it's better to have like a real performance because you can feed off the crowd and how they're reacting and stuff by your music than like online. You can't really like feel the crowd. You just like, you know what I mean? It's like they just see you performing. And even if you do, like you have like a, that option where like you can see your crowd, it's not the same vibe. You know what I mean? It's not like you were in person and you feel every like everything that's going on. Yeah, it's definitely not the same vibe. Um, I'm not against it. Like, if I had to, I would. Like, I wouldn't mind only anything. I think everyone has to. I don't think we get a choice in this one. I don't think this industry. Especially the pandemic, it's like so much harder to perform now. The cops shutting down everything. Nah, it's not even that bad. I'm in the park, broad day. (laughs) No, I mean, but like, I like I saw a show like uh, like there was like my 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 boy uh, Coffee K. It was at like Gloom Ride or something. I think it was called the Gloom Ride. It was like a bunch of artists from Montreal that are like not like big, but like. There were, like, some I noticed, and, um, so he was performing, and, like, the cops got it shut down, like, like, it's hard now to, like, if you want, like, a big crowd or a decently big crowd, it's hard to get them now. Yeah, that's true. I'm, uh, focusing on small scale to avoid the five O's because that doesn't sound very fun, and private no, sounds parties like is complicated. <laughs> sounds like tickets. Yeah. Um, but, like, that's a temporary measure that will end, and upon which it will, like, pick yeah. up again. But even without that, it's more of an economics thing. Like, oh yeah, the economy, the economy's going to shit right now. And like, yeah, I'm watching people realize 
like okay so i'm watching freestylers and there's this group of people that will just do shit like freestyle towards in the chat and then people donate money to them and i'm like they are making more off of this than other things and it's it's going to become this economic shift where the audience is going to start to expect it more and more and then all of a sudden there's these like live components to the reality that i think and it might take five years I don't know. I don't think it's an overnight. I think it's like the beginning of the end of work ethic thing. It's like you work a bigger. And then virtual reality kicks in at a certain point because while it's not Liddy yet, it's getting Liddier and it's soon going to be super Liddy. And then upon which, like, if you're getting like photorealistic bullshit in your room, you're going to be like, you know, I don't know how much I really, oh, it's only 20 bucks. Oh, that's not a hundred. You know, all of a sudden you're going to see that kind of shit start to happen. I think live anyway i have to say like it's gonna get weird and i think like I, I, like live connections like this twitch shit being live on facebook and shit it helped a lot more than it hurt i was doing the interviews with people in my room uh, honestly i realized if you if you can see a chat moving it's not like as good but it's not complete shit it's like a middle it's like a like your soup's just a little too cold so you will not so i don't know i'm fascinated I, somebody asked though if you would stream on twitch and i'm like honestly watching somebody like you write a song on twitch though that'd be fucking so cool it's write funny. a song I, I maybe write a song i could do that i wouldn't for freestyle because like i can't freestyle like i said i'm like i'm not like i'll give you like me that one or two bars and i mean three bars but like it's like it's hard to continue i give it my props to people like i said before we can freestyle because like it clicks in your head like me it clicks like over time like i'll write a bar maybe like three four bars and like i'll make sure like those bars i'll like i'll edit the like uh not the call it like you know like let's say you write a word with like um tar and bar right but it's like you have the words before that and like i'll change that like I'm, i don't explain what i'm trying to say but you know i'm trying to explain it but like it's kind of hard it's okay though I'm, like, no i'm listening i that's kind of why I want. Sorry, my bad. It's kind of like why it would be interesting to watch you do it because so many people do it so different. So even if it's like editing, rearranging, whatever, you you come at it like that's how you do it. Oh, I'd have to do it high though, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's illegal in this country. You're allowed to do it high on the internet. And yeah, I know. It's, it's now just, the same as drinking. It's fucking nice, nice. I remember like five, like when I was like. Uh, 17, 16, I used to like always hide this shit, bro. And I wasn't like, oh, I don't want to get like shit. I was like, and then it's like, now it's like not even a big deal. It's like anyone can do it. And I remember used to like going behind school, like hide, like acting like it was like crack or something. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> it's like, I, I remember like things that's like, it's not even that long ago. It's like, it's like, it's just a joint. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, that's like exactly it, 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 it's it a different, it's different for some people. Like I've seen some people like, some people are like really weird when they smoke and shit. They're weird, like very different. But like, for me, it's chill. I just like relax. I feel like you know, relax and shit. Calm down. That's about it. I smoke a copious amount of fucking weed to be real with you. So I'm not even like one to sit there and be like whatever's. But it isn't for everyone. Some people probably can't handle it, right? I know I've seen some people that just suck at being high or. And then everyone's at a different place in their weed journey. Some people are just like, it's like, they, they, it's weird. They're like paranoid and it makes you feel weird and shit. Yeah, it's not for everyone. It's the same way drinking's not for everyone. Yo, are yeah. y'all into like mushrooms and shit? Is that like popping with your peoples? 
Uh, I'm not saying like you to incriminate yourself, but like, is that generally popping with your peoples? Like, I guess it really depends on who you ask. Personally, myself, uh, like I wouldn't say so. Like, because uh, like uh, between some shit for that, I would. I'm not gonna say I would never do it because like I'm the person. Like, there's some things I would never touch. I'm not gonna say I would never do it, but there's a few things like maybe, like. I don't think I would do it. Like, maybe like as I got older, if I wanted to experiment something. You know what I mean? I respect that. Facebook it's like, personally, like, I'm not really into that, like, psychedelic type of shit. Like, seeing, it's like, I feel like it would fuck with my brain shit. Like, I do know people have done it. It's like, they, like, they had positive experiences from it. So, like, I think there's, like, there is some benefits to it. Scientifically, like, people have to realize there is scientific benefits to it. Like, I, I heard it helps with depression uh, for some certain aspects for some people. Yeah. I think, yeah. like, I think it, uh, it, like, our generation depends it really depends on who you ask like it me personally i i don't think i would do it but like it's depends on the person you ask but it's also illegal so it's like kind of like you know Yo, it's, it's illegal it's like, but i got an ad on youtube offering me 20 percent off mushrooms the other day to which yeah I yeah was, i know you mean i know you mean i see, I see I, this fun YouTube too and so I'm going, well, it's clearly very close to not being illegal. So is it young people that want this? Who the fuck's asking for mushrooms? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know either, but oh. I know a fair number of people in the microdose, actually. I found out a lot of people actually fuck with mushrooms in my age group. Like they do, like the microdosing got cool. I never microdosed one time in my life, but I definitely did some fuck well, it was 23 and i fucking got ripped and it was like i remember walking to a grocery store and shit was swirly but yo it really does make <laughs> you philosophize and like, oh i'm sure i'm sure it changes your aspect of life i'm sure of it but it was it was big but i was curious just because of that i was like i don't know do you find like people like weed more or drink more in your world depends on the group i know some people that specifically like to drink and i know some people that specifically prefer to smoke but i also know people who do both but i do both me i like to drink i like to smoke it's like it's, it's like it has its own vibe you know what i mean there's like a time and a place for both you, you can't go you, i don't think like you can go to a club and like get super super faded you know what i mean because then you're just gonna be like loafing relaxed and stuff but like you also don't want to like um what's an example for drinking you don't want to go to like to like Somewhere you're just a chilling and get super fucked up, like somewhere like a. Uh, say you're just trying video games, right? You're not gonna get super fucked up and like like it's a party, right? You know what I mean? You you might smoke or something, right? It's like it's like it depends on the vibe, I would say, like the aspect of what you're doing. I do y'all like bars? Uh, I like bars. I like bars, clubs, and shit. I used to go before the pandemic and shit. Like, you know, like it's kind of fucked now because like. Still waiting on my uh my, my second vax. I'm not even like completely for that. Just like I needed to like go play hockey, so I'm like fuck it. Yeah, that's a big one. Uh, with regards to it, I don't know. I feel like the implementation was trash, regardless of whether or not. I think it's, it's kind of like fucking weird. I find it's fucking weird. I'll give it to people. That I I I took it, and I still find it's fucking weird how like this shit, like the lottery and all this fucking shit. Like we've never done this before. Oh, I forgot about the lottery. Uh, yeah, it's 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 fucking weird sometimes. I like I have it, I have the first one, but like I'm still like I'm still sketched out about this stuff, you know. That's fair. Um I'm less sketched out. I just am more sketched out about the the implementation of a passport after saying there would have been Oh, I hate one. I fucking find it stupid. I find it stupid. 
passport. I would have never got my vaccine if it wasn't for the passport. <laughs> That's probably why they put the passport in. No, it's because, like, I don't... I mean, I'm not I, saying I, that I, in a positive way. I'm saying like, it I really, it's, like, this grim reality. Like, I don't know what your aspect on it. It doesn't make a change my opinion on you. You're still chill. I'm, me. like, don't give a shit about the vaccination because I would have just done it either way uh, for myself. I'm not really afraid of it. Um, the stats don't scare me, I suppose. They're, like, the, the nominal numbers look big, but the percentages are, like, less than one whenever I look at shit. So that's not scary to me, but the passport thing is kind of wild because now I've experienced it. Like for me, it was the districts festival. Like, I mean, I'm on a travel to New York, so it wasn't really a question in my mind. I just had to get vaccinated. So like when they announced the passport, I was already double vaxxed. I'm like, well, this doesn't really impact me so much until it started to, until I started realizing shit. Like, um, so you go to this festival. And now I got to pull up my phone and prove my shit and they scan it. Boop, boop. Somebody tracked that I'm there somewhere. I mean, they already had it with the Google Maps, but now it's like legitimately tracked there. And then you go in and because it's like not like in a closed in event, there's just this arbitrary fence. And then it's almost like this haves and have not situation that played out where it's like, oh, say word. Those people couldn't it's, come in. It's kind of like discriminatory in a final way because like you're trying to like separate two groups of people and like. These people don't, they're clearly arguing, it's clearly causing an issue. Because, look, there's like literally, I think the, the anti-vax parade or whatever, protest or whatever it was, a parade protest, there was literally people, like vaxxers there saying, like fucking arguing with the anti-vaxxers or whatever it is. Like, it's, it's causing a problem. The government doesn't seem to care really. But the other side of the coin is the democracy element. And democracy is an interesting concept, right? Because in theory... Democracy would mean there's like a, a, a sense of a vote that goes on, which people do with their actions regardless of if there's an official vote. And then if the majority says this is what we want, then the losing group loses. And that's how democracy is supposed to work. And then you can campaign and politic and do your thing. But the losing group is that's the other side of my feelings on it because I don't have like very clear feelings. I have like this conflict inside of me. Where I do believe in democracy, it is the simplest solution I can think of shit. And if 89% of people or something like 70 to 80% of fucking Quebecers are like, let's get vaccinated. Yeah, it's like. So it's then it's like, ultimately, the anti, the other side of the coin lost the, the fight and then didn't want to concede. And that's a part where I'm like, well, then what's democracy? What does democracy mean? <clears throat> if it's like. like the I agree majority's opinion doesn't I agree have a point, point, you know? Like, but, but then it's a freedom of individual expression. Exactly. So it's like, I don't know how to pick. I don't know which of these things matters more to me. And that's been that a conflict in my soul. But I also think that if I have to pick, I pick democracy over myself because I'm like kind of like that. I think the greater good makes more sense than my individual rights and needs. That's my like, if I have to pick situation. But it's not ideal. It's not like fun. It's exactly. I can agree, I can agree with you. Like, look, it's like you can't. By law, you can't force anything upon anyone. By law, but yeah. it's it's like you're also pissing off people because you're restricting what they can do. But at the end of the day, a majority of people agree with this, so it's causing an issue on both both groups. So it's like it creates an issue true, but then there's also the side of like, I'm not convinced this divide is as prevalent as people think it is off Facebook. 
like in real life i'm not seeing the divide as as is prevalent like yo it looks good on when you when people say shit like ten thousand people in montreal i don't think they realize how nobody that is like ten thousand people isn't people when you consider the greater montreal area we're like nine we're probably like four like million a, yeah exactly it's nothing so like what i saw somebody post three thousand I don't want to like be a shithead because I empathize with all the healthcare people, but like, yo, three thousand medical professionals saying a thing isn't a, isn't a number. I actually looked it up. There are three hundred million doctors around the planet, or some shit like that, involved in the medical fucking world, I, or something crazy. Thirty million, or some number like that. It was a three and a lot of zeros, and it was in the millions. So it's either it's probably thirty, 30 million because like makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes more sense. So when you see shit like fifty thousand doctors, I'm like, that's actually like asking me if i think shibugumu quebec should make decisions for montreal so no i don't think it's significant but i i also like stats a lot so like stats speak to me in a way that i don't think it speaks to the general person because i care a lot about statistical analysis it's really relevant to what i do for a living and like so then when you look at numbers and you look at other numbers and you calculate percentages and you run some other shit in your head you're like and eh, it's not scary to me now what's scary is how fast that passport rolled out on a full 180 and the you know we were like i think we were the that. first problem to get it right we we're the first problems to get it like ontario only got it like a, like i think like two weeks ago or something so that part scares the shit out of me a little bit now that i'm thinking about it like i went to get eggs at a restaurant it was the first time i'd gone to a restaurant in a year and a half and i had to like pull my phone out and go bloop bloop and i'm like i don't want motherfuckers to know i ate at the egg restaurant exactly it's like i also believe it's like this, I believe, like, I don't believe this virus is like something, but I believe that this passport is is a way to implement like a, a type of like social credit system, or like for them to know like everything we do without them actually like needing our information. Because look, they know everywhere we're going, they know what we're doing. It's like, it's like yes, vaccine. Like, why do we? Why don't we just get a paper? Why don't we just get a paper? Why do we need a QR code? Isn't that like a bit fishy to anyone? Honestly, do you want my honest China, answer China, to that shit? Do you want an honest answer to the paper versus QR code thing? Yeah, yeah, go. Because motherfuckers suck at paper. They just suck. You think people are going to actually keep a piece of paper on them successfully for a long period of time and not be, like, trash about paper management? Like, I'm going to say I'm trash at paper management. You ask me to keep a fucking piece of paper on me, A, it's going to get wet. I'm going to do some shit like spill coffee on it. I'm going to fuck up my paper. And now my, my phone is cool. I'm actually like kind of pro like the technological use of the vaccine thing on my phone on a sense of like realistically, how the fuck else am I going to actually manage this? I, I want that. Like my phone's waterproof. I can like literally I've done it. I can like you can like jump in a swimming pool with some of these phones and you I I've done that before I go my before the phone's waterproof and it's like. I wish I had the new phones. <laughs> that makes my like vaccination passport rainproof. If I'm like, as I cycle, I'm one of them cycle motherfuckers that be out there in the fucking rain if I have to get to play. So like, I don't want to have to like worry about garbage bags on my paper. Like there's some shit that I think the phone solves quite easily in my life personally. So I'm cool with it. And that it's like, who doesn't have a smartphone? It, it kills a lot of excuses is all I'm saying. No, no, I, I get that, but it's like, look, China implemented a social credit system three years ago, and I believe, I believe this is like a way. I don't believe like some people are fucking crazy. Like they want they're putting a vaccine to implement to implement chips in you. I'm like, don't you think like that's not possible? Like they need to do a surgery. 
bro, they you got a cell phone, you're chipped. <laughs> like it's over. Exactly. You're already exactly. tracked. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't get that part, but I think I feel like this is a way to implement a social credit system. It's yeah, I'm like, not against that. That's fair enough. Definitely, like, society's leading. I'm not trying to say it's set in stone, but I believe it's a definite possibility because three years. This is a this. I believe this was a way to do it because. If you would have told people two years ago before the pandemic, oh, we're implementing a social credit system, people would have said, no, go fuck yourself. That's what they would have said. And they would have said, no, they're like, we'll just elect a new government. But this way, by doing the vaccines, they can do it without like any repercussions or any like fight back or something. You know I mean? So effectively, what I think I'm interpreting, and I really like what you're saying because it's interesting. I'm very familiar with the social credit system. In case y'all don't know out there, basically they use the 5G, which gives you more devices to track more shit. That's what 5G is really about, is more devices and tracking. It's not really about radiations and control. It's just better spying. Because um, what it'll mean is you'll have like 40 cameras hidden in a door instead of one. That's the difference between 5G and 4G, to be honest with all of y'all, once it's up and running. With oh, that, running. Back, they already have some in the park we've been running. And then, like, you run that back to, like, how the social credit score goes. It's, like, if you jaywalk, you lose points. But, like, whatever. It's, like, really about, like, civil laws and shit and decency and normative conformating behavior and shit. No, if, if instead of losing points, we're fucking joy jaywalking. My, my fucking social criticism be like a one or two. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing is all of a sudden, if you found out that if you jaywalked, you're going to lose social credit opportunities and you want to be Mr. Rapper, man. I'm in the same boat here, by the way. I still want to be Mr. Rapper, man. And I got to think about it. That's why I got the vaccinations. I'm like, shit, I want to go to New York. Give me a shot. I don't have a choice here. It's like I want to travel. And, yo, traveling without the things back then would have meant two weeks of fucking sitting in a hotel by yourself and i'm like that's a i'm not rich enough for that shit well actually uh my parents told me about that there's like a, like a big protest like there's actually it's illegal to do that in canada like yeah like people when they came back from canada they were trying to put them in the, the hotel at the airport and people were saying no because it's actually illegal to keep people in a hotel so that you could have just said that's so against their rights and but like just but like some kind of like but there's ramifications to making that fight just in general like basically like my work might see that shit and i don't know if i want that smoke so unfortunately there are already yo actually on like a social credit kind of idea i had like there's this wildly big epiphany that i had where my like ceo's my facebook friend <laughs> and i'm, I'm sure he doesn't necessarily peep everything i do but I'm pretty sure they peep some shit I do. So I got to be a little bit wise. Like there's certain things I never talk about online. For sure. Just never for bring sure. it up. And like I, I keep it to a degree of tame because. Well, yeah, there's like a certain thing you just like some aspects of information you just don't say online because like, like you said, once it's online, it's always online. But the other side of it is I find our current financial credit system and the rules of behavioral conduct required to elevate in social status to be almost exactly in manifestation the way that the Chinese social credit system plays out, except that we get to say fuck more and they get to do some other shit different. But like, honestly, you climb the social ladder a bit and you just get the same rules. You just get the same shit already already there's invisible versions of it i'm and i only say this because i'm really bad at it like people who have met me in real life and shit can attest that i might not be the most socially elegant person and so i study like the behavioral dynamic rules a little bit so i can like have less friction in my life so to speak and 
nah, like even my haircut and shit might be preventing opportunities in my life and shit just on the the rules of how certain things and forces are play. To, yeah, I mean. So it's like, yeah, you could say there's a fear of a social credit system coming. To me, it would just add a number to something that already exists. Would be my feelings on that. I agree with y'all not. So I'm not afraid of it. It's already here for me. I already feel the pressures of it. I adapt <laughs> a little more than I thought I would when I was younger. And I don't hate it. I kind of like my life a lot more now. It's like reduce friction, but like keep principles. And that's important to me. I get that. I get that. Yeah, no, I feel what you're saying. That was super nifty. All of your thoughts on that. Um, but unfortunately, I don't think there's a lot of choice. Basically, you go perform even i think there's still clauses where if you're a performer you can get around needing to be vaccinated on some and so you to ask your employees if they're sh if they got the shot for now i'm gonna say for now okay um, yeah i don't i don't i believe it's gonna be it's gonna get worse it's gonna get worse they're gonna make more rules and stuff like that not go to work or something with my dad my dad he works for the government um they said if you don't get vaccinated you have to retire because my and my dad's fucking pissed the fuck off because he's only getting half of his pension and he was supposed to retire in like three years and get his full pension that's so fucking he wild and he's fucking mad like i'm i mean like he lost like he was supposed to get a pension of like i think one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year and he's only getting 60. i'd be livid very he's livid infuriated he literally anyone he just is because like he's He's okay with me getting a vaccine. He understands, like, I need to, like, I want to live my life. I want to do my stuff. He understands that. But he says, you call my house, and you try to send me take my vaccine. He's like, get the fuck out of my house. He's like, it's my right. He's my my choice. He's like, and he's like, especially, like, I'm getting forced to retire now because I don't want to hear your, your stupid shit. He's like, I don't want to take it. And I can completely understand because there is risks. He's like, he's, old, he's a little older. He's not 60 yet, but he's going to be, like, he's, like, 58 years old. And it's like, there is a risk, you know what I mean, at that age. And like, I can understand him from not wanting to take that risk. He's in perfectly good health. He has no heart attacks, no nothing. You know what I mean? Like, why would he take the risk? And it's not like he's going to get COVID. He doesn't really go out anywhere. You know what I mean? My dad's like kind of the person who stays at home and does like his own things. Yeah, that's actually like really big. I never thought about that angle. Um, I mean, I know it's it's kicked in, right? And I guess there's a lot of people I see angry about it. And I understand it. But like from a position of like I don't live it, so it's that like you can't outsiders. like it as like, I don't, and I hear shit like that, and I'm like, say a word, eh? That's some logistical shits where like, yo, that's like, imagine how many pensions that hit, like on my like conspiracy theorist side of shit, because I do have a little bit of a conspiracy theorist brain when I hear shit like that. It's like, say a word. I wonder if there was like, okay, we can save this much money if we get this many Maybe. people to retire early and fuck it, because yo, like they'd be wildly in my opinion, doing that kind of economic bullshit. If you tell me about white-collar crime, I believe it most of the time with the government. Oh, 100%. They're trying to make money. The government, you know what I say? The government does not, they don't have anyone's best interest. They have the best interest of taking your money. They have no one's best interest. You think they care about you? Think, look, no, I, no, if, the government cared about, if the government cared about us so much, first of all, they would, they would, first of all, look, more people have died from suicide than COVID this past year. And that's a topic, that's another topic to discuss. Look, if government look, there's I know for the fact that suicide things and like stuff like that to get help is not free. If it was so, if our health was so important, the government would make certain health aspects free, and they do. Yeah. It's like our healthcare, but like, look, suicide has risen like I think twenty percent in just the last two years. I've been mean, statistics, but look, 
if they did care, then shouldn't this stuff be free? I thought it was what Medicare was. I thought it's we were supposed to pay for our taxes. Shouldn't your mental health be just as, just as important as your health? <laughs> Shit, dropping bombs right here. Good. I like True, it's that. a bitchy topic. It's like no, I mean, good. That's like impressive as fuck. You saying this shit? Spit that game, my guy. Don't misinterpret. Like that's fire. Say that shit. It's true. Is it really? Is it like? Is it like, yes? You're healthy, but if you're not healthy in your mental health, it's like you're gonna do some fuck shit, and it's like you're not gonna be happy, and you're, you're just fuck shit. Like I said. Yeah, our ambulance is costing money. Exactly. Just to get an ambulance to the hospital. It's like, yes, it's Medicare. It's like you can get Medicare card, but like, you're mm. still. Yo, Medicare ain't covering your fucking ambulance. Exactly. Bro, take an Uber if you can. It's cheaper. Exactly. For fuck's sakes. It's so stupid. It's, it's like, they... I don't. Like, the point of. Like, you literally, you could get your fucking leg cut off and, like, you can't go to the hospital because you have to. Like, say you get your leg cut off or something. You get hit by a car and a car runs over your leg and no one fucking, like, a car drives off, like, just runs off or something, right? You can you, say you're broke. You have no money. You have to technically find a way to the hospital. No, no, you get the bill after. You're gonna be able to take it. In yeah, the- I know, but like, it's fucked because you're not. Let's say, let's say you're broke, broke, and you're broke, broke. Like, I mean, you have no money at all, and then you're fucked. Look, it should be a free, like, an ambulance should be free. Like you said, it should be free, in my personal opinion. It should be free. It should be. It should come in the cost of Medicare, and same for mental health. Your mental health is just as important as your fucking regular health. Yeah, there'd be a huge argument to be made that by focusing on mental health. Um, people would live healthier, thus reducing total medical costs. That would be an argument that probably should be studied if it's not studied. I'm sure some fucking countries have that data, though. We just don't have that data. I'm sure of it for two. I'm sure of it. Yo, it's super. What other shit are you passionate about? This is super interesting. Um, I might be trying to get into trading, like, you know, investing and stuff. Because, like, I see people, like, one of my friends is very successful investing. So... Like, I might try to invest. It's like, especially now. Well, maybe not, maybe not now, because, like, the economy system is getting fucked. Especially with the U.S. I heard they're running out of money the 18th. Or Wait, something. What? Yeah, the U.S. is, their government, I don't know if you heard about that. Um, Everyone, like, every majority, like, stockholders and shit, they pulled all their investments because the U.S. is literally running out of money. And they're going to buy, they're running out of money on the 18th of October, the government. And they're going to try to fix it by raising up debts. Say the fucking word. Yo, keep talking your game, my guy. I'm telling you, it's going to cause a big issue. Because, look, I don't think people are going to want to raise up their debts and want to pay more. So the government's not going to get any money. The economy's going to go to shit. So that's, people's investments are going to drop to the ground. People are going to lose money. Like it's no tomorrow. It's going to cause a big... I think I feel I feel like this is not maybe the Great Depression, but it's gonna be there's going to be some kind of like big-time problem here with the economy system. Especially... Yeah, it's on CNN though. Like that shit's right there on CNN. A whole big old article and exactly what you're describing, my dude. That's fucking fascinating. I have not followed this at all. I know some shit. Like I always try to stay involved with economy, government, what's going on because like I haven't invested yet. I'm trying to save up some cash and focus my music career at the same time and my schooling. But like as like I said, I want to invest. I know what's going around the world. I know like certain things and like my my friends. They also tell me like. I have my boy. I got. I sent him, uh, my boy's investing. He's been investing. I sent that to him because he's not. He's not here. Uh, I sent it to him, and he's like, he told me that pull out of all your investments and invest into like crypto, like a certain crypto. I think I don't remember the exact crypto. Because he's like, watch. He's like, the world's gonna go to shit in a few years, and just sit back and watch as that that certain thing goes up. He's like, everything else goes to shit. He's like, but watch. 
I don't know, I'm not going to invest in it. I'm just going to let things play out. I'm going to wait till the economy starts. Right before it starts to boom, I might invest. I appreciate that a lot. I think a lot of people be watching like that too. Yo, it's wildly interesting. I was talking to my dad yesterday. I haven't fucking seen in a minute. And basically, he's like, you should invest in water and gas masks. Everything's going to get fucked up in the next couple of years. And we'll just do watch. And I'm like, huh. Very different source of information. Ultimately, not that different outcome. <laughs> oh, the world will get... People, I think the world's going to get worse before it gets better. I think everything's going to go to real fucking shit. Like a real shit storm. People think that this pandemic was a shit storm. It's, yes, it was a pandemic. But compared to other pandemics, this pandemic killed literally no one. Or, like, it killed people, but it didn't kill people to this, the amount of other pandemics. Like, one-third of the world, you know what I mean? Like, the Spanish flu wiped out one-third of the fucking world. Like, if you don't understand that, if one-third of the people were just dropped dead, like, people, like, in this pandemic, you didn't see people dropping dead in the streets, you know what I mean? You didn't see body bags. We just saw, like, it is a pandemic, but I think it was blown into proportion to what it was. And that's why I have a lot of people that disagree with what I'm saying. And I'm just trying to say, like, it kills. It just do the facts, do the research. It only kills about 2% of people. This is where, yes, like, it, stats come into it, right? So uh, I did, like, quantitative methods and then advanced quantitative methods. And then whatever the third one is where you fucking run a study or do a bunch of research shit. Like methodology? Or, I don't know. I did methodology. Uh, I think it was IS. That's all I remember the fucking name of this shit was IS. And then there's, oh, yeah, yeah, there's have, also research methods. So yeah, I have to you, do it before I graduate. I have to do one of two of them. Yeah. So I took that shit when I did social sciences back in the day. And um, all things considered, it's that class. And it teaches you about shit like nominal, ordinal, and the other one, right? The layers of stats. Mm -hmm. um, nominal is basically the superficial face value of the stat. Like it says 3,000. And then... The next one like adds a context layer of like what that means in relation to the world and blah 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 so as you deeper in your understanding of statistics it's like a lot of people wildly look at like fifty thousand and think that fifty thousand means a thing like change.org is a wildly interesting example of how this plays out people will collect eighty thousand signatures on a change.org with no postal code it is not hard on a planet of eight billion people to collect eighty thousand signatures on a sensationalized cause for this or that it's not easy but it's also not hard in the way that you would think oh no it's actually um, not social media and you okay there's people especially you, know, you can just get a post of tiktok it gets like 100 million views or not even 100 million just a million views you probably got like what 20 maybe 20 000 you may even get if you get like 2,000 donations that's still a fuck ton of money money yeah but like when we're talking not money, about but signatures sorry signatures my apologies and that again doesn't translate into like okay so what's the issue and how many people are impacted by it so you have to go a percentage of population and that's always like something that you have to keep in mind but i don't think that people think like that when they see shit and I, i'm just reading thousands of facebook comments over my life and shit um i don't think people see 5000 and consider the percentage of global population size statistical relevancy to the greater population and all that other shit that you're supposed to do when you see 5000 people did this that the next thing and unless it's like the right story it feels funny to me the way people interpret stats and i think a lot of it is that creates a weird vibe in life where it's cool that That's like you focus on that shit for sure for sure
yeah all of it all of it is wild like you're you definitely have a plethora of interest do you have like other hobbies and shit that you hope to get up to outside of music uh, let me think hobbies uh hope to make some money <laughs> some money um i don't have any hobbies like maybe like one day i'd like to like maybe settle down and like start a family you know like with this music shit like you know even if i like do go somewhere like even one day i'd like to like other than that like, i don't really have any hobbies besides like sports uh, I like to play video games a bit, um, but like that's when I have time to do it. Uh, smoking a bit. I like to drink going out. Really, just like typical shit. You know what I mean? Nothing like out of the ordinary. Um, maybe I like to pick up the guitar again. I haven't picked it up in a long time. Maybe mm. I like to learn again. Be a good thing. Do you make beats? I do not make beats. Um, don't make beats i find my beats and shit like that and uh, i spent a lot of time on my beats looking for like i don't know if you realize i feel like with the beats that i showed you like seven pack like each beat was different had his own unique i like to uh, maybe think about like I, I have my boy one of my friends too he's starting to get into like uh not my producer but i have a boy who's just uh, one of my boys my friends justin uh he's trying to get into producing like he just started but like yeah i'm not really into producing like i feel like i've seen like my producer do it and like I'm not stupid, but that shit is fucking complicated, like, to the max. Right. Like, especially producing, maybe not making a beat, but producing. Producing interests me, but, like, it's fucking complicated. Like, I see my, my producer do it, like, in front of it, and it's, like, some of the most complicated shit I've ever seen. Like, it's, like, you have to hit the exactly, like, it's, like, not even, like, if you, if your equipment matters, too. The equipment you have matters way more. Right. Um, I don't know if the equipment matters at to a degree yes then there's i, think like, I mean 17 year olds with iphones that do wonders and you're like you're 17 with an iphone how how but that that's a real thing that's happening now but, oh yeah there's people that can do like they can bruise on their phone and shit like i don't know how you do that but like knowledge of sound engineering <laughs> yeah it's like there's a school you just went to school for it and shit just it's confusing as fuck fine yeah i've tried just picking it up and it's like Confusing. That's fair. Nah, that's not for everyone. I'm not a huge fan of engineering. I don't like it at all. I like marketing and business and that side of shit a lot more, I actually. I like business. Um, I did some business courses in school. Very well in them. I like business, economics, and stuff like that. Um, business, uh, trading, investments, stuff like that. Uh, stock market. That stuff interests me. What's going like? Because, like, it's like you... I wouldn't mind doing like I like guess investing before because like it helps like if you know what's going on in the world and you know what's actually what's going on you have a good chance of making money it doesn't guarantee you anything but especially now with so many people doing it I feel like that's an interest I want to pursue definitely. So you want to stay knowledgeable of current affairs so you can invest better. Yeah. I don't even think that's a bad thing at all. Do a lot of people you know feel that way? I know a lot of people are investing. People are younger than me. Like my friends, one of my friends, eighteen, he's starting investing. It's like, because it, you can make so much, people understand it's such a, like a, a tool nowadays. You can literally be financially free if you, if you get really good at it. You not have to work a job, not have to do anything, just live your life and enjoy every second of it. But it also has times of dedication where you need to be up at four in the morning, up in the stock markets, make the right calls. Like I have my friend, I told you he's a successful one. I see this guy, he told me, he gets up at four in the morning, 
and he'll like stay up till like the whole day. Like he'll go up on like two hours of sleep just to like to stomach because he needs to be up at that time. If not, he makes no money. And you have to do that every day. Yeah. Well, not every day. Some days you just watch the market. You know what I mean? You just like look at it. Some days you don't touch it at all. Some days you realize like nothing happened. Really depends on the market and how things are going to be going. That's wild. That's the, world, the world, the world economic plays a big factor. Like right, like I said before, right now, not the time to be investing. Not the time. And if I had, if I was anyone investing, I would pull out my investment ASAP before you lose your money. I mean, it's, it's just oh, wild that you're saying that. I could, be, I could be completely wrong, and the U.S. will make their money, and everyone will pay the debts, and I'll look like a fucking idiot in a few days, in like three weeks. I just think they're going to change the goalpost, my guy. I don't think they're going to make their debts. But I think what happens in moments like this is if faith in the U.S. currency diminishes, it creates bigger problems. So they just change the rules. That's my honest belief. They'll be like, oh, now the new deadline is this. And they'll just kick the goalpost back and it'll be next month's problem. Because I have watched governments do shit like that a lot, actually. Um, So... I might be wrong, but you never know. It's just prediction. It's like I don't I don't know. I don't see them allowing it to break down. Like my fear with crypto is all the access points are regulated, so it's like great. The the shit's not regulated, but the access points are. <laughs> That's like regulated as fuck then, if you ask me. As in like, yeah, you can work around it, but you're still gonna need your bank to get your money you're still gonna need that app and hope it stays alive long you know so the shit like that that has me concerned i don't see this like it's like the wild west and i'm not a gambler so i don't fuck with it like that oh i have fucking bad gambling problems me man i'm never going to a casino ever again <laughs> it's like it's like i don't know i lose my money and it's like you just want to go break even and you never break even that's my fear of it i know my dad told me a story one time where Went to the casino like one of the first times and he won big. And then he, he chased that dragon, <laughs> you know, and it wasn't great. The thing is, like, like, I remember, bro, I was literally up 400 bucks, uh, maybe like a month, two months ago. And I went, I was up 400 bucks. So I was up 400 bucks from the money I put in the casino. So I was, I had like 600 bucks I had. I, I would have been walking away if I would have cashed out. And my dumbass went down 600 bucks. Like, but the money I already I had, I lost plus 600 bucks. Lose something. Like it's just not a place. I, I I realize it's not a place you can go for winning. You know what I mean? It's like you're gonna lose. It's like they the, the whole intention is for you to lose. At the end of the day, they don't want you to win down there. It's like it's meant for losing. I've been told it's an experience, and if you go with the intention of losing X amount, it's a vibe. And I'm like, nah, I could buy weed. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. That has always been my thoughts on the casino. At least I know what weed gets me. Exactly. Exactly. I, I lost probably like, it's like, like a thousand five hundred bucks. It's like, it's not, not, not that much money, but like, it's money. It's like, did you have fun though? Let, let's ask it. I just, I'm, I'm curious. Do you find the experience like fun? Honestly, it's fun when you're winning, but as soon as you lose, you feel like fucking shit. Like, it's okay. like the, the worst feeling I find. You're, it's fun when you're winning. It's really like an experience like no other, like the risk, like a, like an adrenaline rush. But then it's like when you lose, it's like, it's like you got like, you feel like shit. Like I don't explain it. Like you just you realize you never realize that you fucked up at something really bad. Yeah, all the time. Not as much now, but all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I explain it. That's what I would, my experience is like. It's like 
thrill and it's like the pump the chase everything and then bam you feel like shit when you lose everything like completely like you fucked up big time so it's like being in an abusive relationship with yourself kind of <laughs> that's what i would say kind of yeah that's wild i mean i love how candid you're being about it that's like wildly unexpected but that's fucking cool of you in my i'm like I'm open with people like, like i said i preach to being real i'm gonna be like you might put my my actual opinion my actual thing. i'm not gonna like say something less because like it's just who i am i'm always honest with people and shit like that i preach honesty i preach honesty over like telling someone something they want to hear i fucks or, with that or something like this maybe um Start see things for what they are, not for what you want them to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, I live heavy by that kind of shit. Like, I like the way you see the world. I would argue not everybody comes on here and talks about as much of that real, real shit. But I like the real, real shit. Like, to me, it's super interesting. I started watching macro. Econ- I got into macroeconomics more than microeconomics. Because, yeah, like, systems interest me more than, like, and that's probably why I don't care as much about investing because it's very micro. And I mean, yeah, you need a sense of macro, but like the macro world is just so like under talked about, like how the GDPs of com- countries affect each other or how like the average age of a population relative to its workforce has a greater predictor of economic growth or fucking fall than almost anything else. And there's these like factors at play, like america has a heavy old people population thus there's a lesser percentage of the population working contributing to the greater good with a lot of wealth hoarding on the older end these are all things that matter so like if like when when covid kicked in one of my thoughts was like oh say a word a lot of people are gonna actually uh, like die in the older end of it and it's gonna solve some problems for the government just on social services and the economic health realities of old people <laughs> and i was like fucking say a word versus yeah. other places with heavy young populations are thriving yeah quick reason on that part um yeah. no i agree with you on that part i think i agree with you on that part 100 that kind of shit super interests me but i really like the way your perspective at all so when when do you have like new shit coming my next tape's dropping at some point this month um, I haven't put a date on it because, like, I'm going to keep it, like, a little surprise, like, you know, make people the anticipation. Like, I'm not going to tell them when it's going to come. I'm probably not going to just, I'm just going to, I might just, like, maybe, like, a day before, I might be, like, mixed like Robin. That would be it. I, but I love to give people that, like, anticipation. I don't want them to, like, know what's going to happen. Or maybe I'll do, like, a little save. I have no idea. I have no idea. I just know it's coming, like, this month. Uh, currently, everything's clocked in. All my all my music's clocked in. I have maybe a track or two I want to add into the mixtape. Other than that, everything's clocked in. Yeah. Where are you dropping it? Um, it'll be on most most platforms like Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud. It'll be on maybe even Deezer. It might be on like uh, Amazon Music too. Maybe it'll be on a lot of music. Uh, mostly all platforms. Yeah, I respect that a lot. Do you use DistroKid or some shit? uh i haven't decided what i'm gonna use yet i used in the past some something i don't like i'm not gonna use that again it was too complicated shit and funny on story i put a when i want to drop my song for love is a bad thing um on apple music there's like some dude and it's my music and it's in like my profile but it's like some dude he's like he looks he's black <laughs> my profile picture is some black guy that i don't know and it's like it's fucking weird they just gave me that profile mm. that has to do with the possibility mm-hmm. that there's more than one young andre out there and 
there's some profile fixer shits that exist at least in DistroKid that you can like manage it but basically how it used to work is like you 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 just di distributed it right and whoever got the name first everything got put under it like i actually had to rebrand over this because there wasn't even tools to deal with it and there wasn't a way to split it so you could only have like one artist name for a fucking profile right now all of a sudden like they just decide based off of the name alone so they scan it they go this is the most relevant young andre it must be this guy and they put it with that so they just kind of attached it but usually there is a way to like separate the shit yeah, like it's, definitely, it's my music it's like my music and my account it says my like it has like my shit in it but it's like it's like some random ass picture of some random dude i guess they just put like a random photo up and it was like weird fair um i don't know why they did that but you know they do some wild shit spotify. with that spotify was working fine but it was like apple music only each one of these stores is mad independent to the distributor Right, so like they all kind of behave like as in yeah, I remember probably systems. Distro kid, or um, I might even just do SoundCloud like uh my description to SoundCloud because I know they can put it on all the platforms. Say what? I didn't know they do that. Yeah, I didn't know either. My friend did it. Yeah, he does music too. He told me about it. He's like, bro, he's like, you should use SoundCloud. He's like, that way you can get like, you can get it on the so you, as soon as it'll drop on SoundCloud, it'll drop on the Spotify and Apple Music. I'm like, that's chill. I was like, maybe it's a lot easier too since I already have a SoundCloud account. Fair. I'll look into that. But I definitely like think that's dope. I'm looking forward to hearing your project. No, are you gonna do videos for it? I'm gonna do some videos. I'm probably gonna drop the mixtape first because it's been like a year since I dropped. And it's like I've been like oh, like people have been like telling me, yo, drop, 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 drop like and I'm like, it's not ready, bro. I was like, you know, gotta gotta put some more work in. Like I'm trying to like do a good track here. And it's like ah. but like yeah, I'm trying to do some music videos later. I'm gonna do drop the mixtape. I'm just trying to build my uh, audience a bit. But yeah, I think it'll go somewhere. I think my mixtape will definitely go somewhere. I'm definitely gonna do a music video so people can like see my face and shit. Cause like all they see is my profile and that's all they really think of. Right. That's usually how it goes, especially with like unfortunately the nature of coming with the internet. But visuals definitely help attach the identity to it. Exactly. Yeah, man. I don't know. Do you have any other, like, last shit you want to say to the folks out there? No, not really. Honestly, nothing that comes to mind. Do you have anything you want to ask me, like, last? Nah, man. That's our, I'm like, we covered a lot. You, We hit around the two-hour mark at this point, which to me is blessed. I'm, like, the kind of person where I'm, like, if I don't feel a thousand percent sure where to take it, and nobody sparks a thing up. Sometimes I say that shit, and the next thing you know, another hour goes by. Sometimes I'm like, nah, that's that's the right ending point. And then worst case, we book another one, talk more, because you're like, you're a really interesting dude. Um, I really enjoyed the experience of it. Um, it's super reminding me of when I was younger a little bit, but also <laughs> like an authentic thing. For me, the value of this is... I don't think as many people in my position do make the effort to talk to like, not to say all of them. Some of them are really smart as fuck and they're on their youth game. But a lot of people in the English scene, I don't think are as connected to the younger English scene, at least in the circles I roll in. And it, it creates an ignorance gap. So it's like super inspiring to see how much you care about all the things you care about. And just to get like a better understanding of you you know like i mean for me it's like an instagram profile and then all of a sudden i'm like oh say what this guy's like you got two hours like i you know sometimes you don't know what to expect right or you'll yeah, have people I mean, come in 
with like prolific careers and like after an hour they're like i'm done I gotta go i'm like okay fair enough <laughs> you know like so it's um it's cool to like see you come through as such like a fresh energy that isn't always as encountered by me and it's kind of nice so i appreciate that also not tomorrow because the rain but if you are free on a sunday in the afternoon fucking come down to the park and fucking come do your thing uh for sure i'll maybe i'll try uh tomorrow uh, well not tomorrow it's raining but um it's also far as fuck for you don't even get me wrong i know that because it's up in ndg but yeah yeah you want to you can come wrap your shit for sure but if i don't have anything uh to do for sure for sure it's like a lot of play things in my plate right now school work you know music too i'm dropping it's like a lot of shit i hear you man Hockey, my uh, hockey's starting up soon too. When I get my second box, I appreciate that. But it was great to have you. All your links are gonna be in the description, so they're all like down below, and they can follow you. And you should do that. All the support stuff. It's great to to have had this chat. Appreciate everyone watching this. Y'all are wonderful too. How many people joined by chance? It peaked around eleven. It's currently at seven. It's gone up and down. So the number of people, I don't know in total, but a couple more on Facebook popped in and out. It's more like that's how it is. It's an up and down, but it stayed above seven, about 95% of it is. So that's pretty good. Um, definitely some people watched. It's not insane numbers, but relative to my reality, it's, this was a hotter interview. This time slot might have to do with it. The rain, Bobby, Blue Bleep, whatever, maybe just do who you is. DJ Magnanimous showed up. So if you still here, shout out DJ Magnanimous. Y'all should go follow him. Yeah, it's just, it's dope, man. So, and then post it to YouTube after, put it on the Clips channel, bleep, and then mostly it's going to be what you bring from that at that point. Um, but, again, it's dope to have you here. And all of you watching, it's great. All of it, man. appreciate everyone who came out. Uh, I appreciate everyone who came out to watch. Um, much love. And for the future, people watching too, I love y'all as well like follow subscribe comment all that good shit and on that note everyone live long and prosper peace